The following audio is from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe is available at axechurchleander.com. In Mark chapter 4, we're going to do verses 35 through 41. We'll also have it on the screen here as well. It's a good story. I think it's very timely here. That day evening came. He said to his disciples, let us go to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Glorious. Uh, One last announcement. Uh, So typically at the 930 we have kids ministry. Uh, If you have children in preschool or elementary school, we've been handing out uh, Bibles specifically for preschool students or for elementary school students. We have some in the back and we're going to be leveraging those. So if you haven't gotten one yet from your family, again, there's a middle school one. I think there's like a bunny on it. Oh, there we go. There's my Vanna White right there. So uh, this is the preschool one. And then if you've got elementary school one, uh, we're going to be using that as the week's kind of go by as a way as a teaching tool and as a way to connect so we can literally all be reading out of the same books together. So if you haven't gotten one of those, see me or any one of the staff after church and we'll make sure you get one as we go forward. With that though, so we weren't, I wasn't supposed to be here this week. This was supposed to be the first week where all of the Acts pastors were going to do a pastor swap. And uh, uh, Thursday and Friday we got together and said, you know what, it's probably good for all of us to be at our home base uh, with everything going on. Uh, One of our management team, I think, said it best. He said, Josh, if you're going to get COVID-19, you might as well get it from your own church. Um, And I was like, that's fair. Uh, so we're going to pray, and this is uh, not the series that we had started with. Uh, we're really just going to lean into uh, kind of what's happening right now. I'm ask you guys to pray with me. Heavenly Father, Lord, you're a good God. You are a God of peace. You are a God who quiets the storms with a single word. Lord God, we come before you now in a time where there is so much uncertainty, and we ask for your peace. More than your peace, Lord, we ask for your courage. We ask for audacity to love like you loved and sacrificed yourself for us. We ask you to meet us here in this space. In your name we pray. Amen. So I was trying to sum up how my current mood is in this season of life. And a meme that Ken Wagner shared on Facebook. And FYI, if you want to know who's winning the meme war right now, Ken Wagner is just absolutely crushing it. If you want to laugh, follow him on Facebook. It's awesome. But this, how it feels waking up every morning in 2020. Patrick Stewart, damage report. If you guys ever saw Star Trek Generations, whenever they were under fire, he would sit down in his captain's chair and he would say, damage report. And every morning, checking social media, checking the news, what happened? What's next? What new city has been hit with the virus? What new community? What schools are getting closed down? We are in a time of uncertainty. And all of us are living in it right now. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to look at three sections of Scripture 
the Old Testament, the Gospels, and the Epistles of God's word in times of uncertainty. The first one's going to come from Joshua, and this is Joshua 1, 1 and following. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord then said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them to the Israelites. This is the transition from Moses' leadership to Joshua's leadership. And boy, are those some big shoes to fill. Moses was the one who God first showed up to in the burning bush. Moses was the one who went to Egypt and said, let my people go or God will send ten plagues on you. Moses was the one who walked up to the Red Sea and parted it. Moses was the one who led God's people for 40 years. And scripture says that God would meet with him in his tent and they would talk as friends, face to face. Moses had a really impressive track record. And Moses then screwed it up. And he wasn't good enough to lead God's people anymore. And if Moses isn't good enough to lead God's people, what hope does Joshua have? This young gun who hasn't been tested, who hasn't been tried. God speaks to Joshua. He says, the torch is being passed. Now I have a mission for you. And he explains what that mission is. He says, I will give you every place where you have set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, and no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. God says to Joshua, every place your foot sets, I've already been. He prepared the journey. He knew every turn, he knew every valley, he knew every mountaintop experience. And he says to Joshua, his servant, I know the trip. It's going to be okay. I'm giving it all to you. And then you get what is probably the most famous line from Joshua. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people into the land I swore to give their ancestors to give to them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, Acts Church Leander, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will go with you wherever you go. When you're at the hospital, Belinda, God is with you. When we're loving on our kids and we're trying to help them navigate the uncertainty and the fear, God is with us. The reason why God could call Joshua to be strong and courageous was because wherever Joshua went, wherever we as his sons and daughters go, he goes with us and he promises, I will never leave you 
and I will never forsake you. And I know every step of the journey. Amen. The gospel reading from today. So that day, when evening came, he, this being Jesus now, said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took along with him, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. And a furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. They were following Jesus' orders. You know, sometimes storms come, and it's like, yeah, I made this storm. Right? I have made all kinds of storms in my life. My own wrong decisions, words that I shouldn't have said, actions that I shouldn't have done, or things that I should have done and I chose not to. Right? I have created enough storms in my life, but this is not one of those storms. The disciples did not choose this route. Jesus says, hey guys, let's all hop in a boat. Let's head over. And a lot of Jesus' disciples were fishermen. They were used to being on the uh, water. They were used to storms. And they're freaking out, right? When the captain of the ship is like, guys, now's the time to be concerned. You can understand that, right? And they go to Jesus. And this is, this is like almost an SNL moment. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. So if you can imagine, the squall comes up. The waves are just battering him down. Everyone is freaking out. And then they look over, and Jesus decides, you know, it's a good time for a nap, right? I mean, this is a laugh-out-loud moment in Scripture. We're like, no, this situation doesn't make sense at all. It doesn't make sense to his disciples, right? The disciples woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Teacher, do you see the squall? Do you see the waves? Teacher, did you see the news last night? Teacher, did you see that I can't get the provisions for my family that I need this week? Teacher, do you realize that I'm really scared right now? Because this is an enemy that we can't see, and it literally separates us from the people who we normally get comfort from. Teacher, don't you care? Jesus got up. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. This is a rebuke. He sees the storm, he sees the chaos, and Jesus says, enough. The wind died down, and it became completely calm. Not only do we have a God who promises to go with us, not only do we have a God who promises that he has every step ordained for us, we have a God who, in the middle of the storm, with a single rebuke, it stops. He knows where every germ of the virus is every rail that it's touched, every person that it's come in contact with. Jesus is not in heaven waking up from a nap thinking, huh, how did we get here? I took my eye off the ball. That is not our Savior. No, we have a God who speaks truth and reality changes. That is the God who goes with you and Jesus said to his disciples, he says to Acts Church Leander, 
Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified and asked each other, well, who is this guy? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Even the virus obeys him. With the word, he stops it. And he was with them. And your Messiah is with you. You are not alone. He is not out of control. And this is not too much for him. Our last reading comes from the Apostle Paul. It comes from the book of Philippians. And the Apostle Paul is writing to the early church in Philippi. And he says this. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Now, on first glance, you see this. and You're like, all right, yeah, nice, comforting, uplifting verse. You see this in the Psalms. You see this with Jesus. But there's context that you need to understand. You see, Paul is in prison on his way to be executed for his faith. Paul is not living his best life now, right? Paul's 401k is not just doing fantastic. He's not just bought a new house or got a new job. His kids aren't just crushing life. Paul is in prison. He is in chains for his faith, and yet he writes to the early church, rejoice. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. That gentleness of the Spirit. That distinctness of what it looks like to be Christian. To follow a Messiah of love and of peace and of patience and of kindness and goodness and gentleness. Faithfulness and self-control. He says, let that be evident to all. Why? He says, the Lord is near even when I'm in prison, even when I'm in chains, even when we go to the grocery store and we can't find TP or hand sanitizer, even when we can't sleep, the Lord is near. He says, do not be anxious about everything, anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Paul doesn't say, play pretend. He doesn't say, act like everything's totally fine, right? The meme where the guy's sitting in the house and the burning all around him. This is fine. No, he doesn't say that. He doesn't say play pretend. He doesn't say don't have needs or concerns. Instead he says, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, to your Father. Let him know where your heart is at. Let him know what you're concerned with, what your needs are. And there's a promise there. He says, and the peace of God, which will transcend all understanding, all social media posts, all media or political hype will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And guys, we need to have our hearts and our minds guarded right now. 
This is a true story. Last night, our dog woke us up. And 1, 1.15, lay back down, and I was awake for the next three hours. And the first hour of it, I was going through what was going to happen this morning, what was going to happen this afternoon, what was going to happen this week, all the variables, all the logistics. I was worried about this church. Are people going to be safe here? I was worried about my family. And are they going to be safe where they're at in different places all across the United States? My sister who's in China. For an hour, I sat up going through like a list of things that needed to get accomplished before I actually was able to stop and realize I got to invite God into this situation. I got to invite God into this conversation. That yes, there are real concerns and real challenges and real logistical meh. And yet, I have a God who says, invite me into those moments. I am a God that you do not have to be gripped by fear and terror. But instead, to give you the gift of peace for both your heart and your mind. The God who says, be still, and the storm is still. The God who says, be strong and courageous because I am with you in every step of the way invites himself into the conversation and it changes how we think about it and it changes how we interact with it. And then he has one last exhortation and I love how he ends this. And this is probably going to be the most applicable thing you can take from here. If you want to know what you're supposed to do, if you want to make a difference, if you want to know, okay, God, I believe you, I'm willing to trust you, I think you're here. What do I do now? He says, finally, brothers and sisters, finally, Acts Church Leander, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Share those things with those that you love. Notice how it doesn't say, throw people under the bus. It doesn't say, make this us versus them. It doesn't say, win an argument. It says, whatever is beautiful, whatever is right, whatever is lovely, whatever can bring a smile to someone's face, whatever you can call out light in someone else's life, live in that. Share that. Whatever you have learned or received from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Tanner Olson posted this week, you can't cancel hope. The hope of Christ. The love of his children and his family. That's what we are called to engage in. That is how Christians look different in this time. By leaning in with his light and his life and his love. Acts Church Leander, whatever is pure, whatever is admirable, whatever brings a smile to your face and might bring a smile to someone else's, Share that as we leave. Share that in this coming season. 
and the God of peace will be with each of us. I'm going to invite the band up. We're going to do communion a little different. We're going to do confession and absolution. The band's going to sing. Then anyone who's helping with communion, we're all going to go back, wash our hands, 20 seconds together. Then we will sanitize our hands, and then we will do the Lord's Supper. But we're actually going to meet God. And communion literally means community union. Yes, we might not be able to touch each other right now. We might not be able to give each other a hug. But we can have union with God and each other through that sacred moment. And at the same time, I can understand if right now you're like, I I, I can't do that. If you want to come up and just receive a blessing, you can cross your arms. I won't touch you, I promise, but I will give you a direct blessing in that moment for you to be able to connect to God as well. Before we do that, I want to go into a time of confession absolution where all of us can be honest and say, you know what? Whether it was last night at 1.15 in the morning, I was worried when I shouldn't have been worried. I didn't come to God. I let fear and terror make decisions for me. We're going to have a moment of confession, of honesty, and then we're going to hear the words that we are forgiven. John says that when you tell someone they are forgiven, the Spirit is the one forgiving them. I ask you guys to pray with me. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you a God of courage, a God of strength, a God of presence who promises that you will never leave us or forsake us, who promises that every step of our life has already been planned out, who speaks in the storm's calm. Lord, we're coming before that God, that Father, that Savior, that Spirit. In honesty, that's in this last week. Lord, that we have not lived in that Spirit. Lord, that we've allowed our own fears to hold us captive. Whether it's been in our minds, whether it's been how we've treated others. Lord God, we come before you now asking for forgiveness. But Father, we are bold to ask because you are a God of righteousness, of right relationship, of love, And so we come before you now, hearing your words, we are forgiven. In your son's precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Acts Church in Leander, Texas. Feel free to share this message with others and stay connected with us at actschurchleander.com.